The stress and overwhelm that come with running a business is something that those who haven't owned a business simply can't understand. And tradie and service-based business owners are often stressed out to the max for months on end. Tune into today's podcast where we discuss how much the stress of business ownership affects you and how to deal with your stress in a positive way. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Alrighty, g'day everyone, uh, Tony Fraser-Jones here, the host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast, and I'm here with my uh, sidekick Phil Smith, the COO here at Profitable Tradie, and also the proud dad of Franco, number three in the family there, mate. How are yeah. you guys? Uh, how are you guys bearing up? Oh, mate, good, good. It's easy, right? Easy being a bloke, <laughs> isn't it? Well, with what we're talking about today, I mean, that has nothing to do with having more and more kids, does it? No, it's not stressful at all. <laughs> not stressful at all. It's easy. Easy peasy. I've never slept so much in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so three is a little different to two, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a change. It's not. It's probably not as hard, I reckon, as going from one to two. One to two was... Was a bit more of a dynamic shift, but two to threes, you know, new again. How was three to four, man? Three to four, uh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you almost need to start having like layers of management in your house. Right, right. Yeah, yep. yeah. So put a structure in place. Put a structure. Yeah, promote some KPIs. The, yeah, promote yeah. the older the older ones up the yeah, pecking give them order. Some a responsibility. Bit. Hey, but that comes a pay rise though. You know, they're going to want more money. Pay rise, like it's all pay. <laughs> uh, it's paying it forward, isn't it, with kids, isn't it? Yeah, well, but they're amazing. It. It's good. And, it's an uh, investment, mate. Yeah, congratulations to you and Maya. That's amazing. Yeah, cheers, man. Cheers. Yeah. Very cool. Good yeah. stuff. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about today, buddy? Mate, we are talking about stress and overwhelm. So as I said, not something I'm at all familiar with, uh, with the extra additions. Uh, but mate, we're basically talking about how this is a really constant thing. So you know how mental health challenges are massive for business owners and how the old toughen up and just get on with it. It's just not a great approach anymore. So should be a good episode. Yeah, it's going to be uh, super important and um, kind of a bit real as well and a yeah. bit um, raw because it's not something that people necessarily like to talk about. Mm. Uh, and, you know, let's be honest, uh, you know, the trade-based industries, service-based, you know, construction businesses, it is pretty much still male-dominated. Yeah. Uh, it's great. There's a lot more women, uh, you know, in the trades now, which is amazing. Mm. Uh, and any smart business owner should be looking to employ some uh, some women because they're pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, no, they're um, pretty awesome. So definitely get some um, some great tradespeople there. That's right. But um, and and leaders actually, we've got a leaders. lot of really awesome uh, trades business owners uh, in our program, which yeah. are you know which are women too. Yeah. So, so it's we're getting more out, of a balance. Yeah, big shout yeah. out to all the ladies there. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, because it is a blokey sort of in, uh, industry. Uh, this sort of stuff, I don't think gets talked about a lot. The stress, the overwhelm, uh, and it's really real and it has a massive impact. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and, and what happens is often you're under the pump for so long, it just becomes normal and you don't even realise mm. that you're kind of being boiled alive. Yeah, well, I think, you know, like everybody also, I mean, like and this men and women, you know, I think, yeah. uh, I think the biggest thing here is that often when it first starts, you, you're in a position where you're like, oh, well, I had a bad day. Uh, and then a bad day is a bad couple of days, and then it's a average week, and it just kind of builds. And actually, like you know, probably there's stuff that you could do, or people you could talk to, or actions that you could take. But when it's first starting, you just think, oh well, it's just a short period. I'll get through it. I'll just you know, when then kind of thinking, which I'm sure we'll touch on. Uh, 
And before you know it, it's actually become really like a Groundhog Day thing for a long period of time, and that's where it really starts weighing on you. Like I remember um, being described to me almost like picking up a full glass of water and holding it straight out in front of you. And, you know, when you first do it, uh, you think, oh, well, this, this is easy. You know, anyone can hold a glass of water. But try holding it right there for two months. Uh, you can't, right? Like your, your arm's dead by the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and certainly if you could keep it there for two months, I mean, your arm would have basically fallen off. So yeah. it's that sustained tension, which is which is Yeah, the, and the we're, not, we're, not, we're not designed to be under the pump all the time. No, no, uh, not at all. And from a, a probably – well, I get into this now, but from a sort of an evolutionary perspective, uh, we have that fight and flight response, and mm. that was sort of designed to get us out of danger yeah. back in the cave caveman days yeah. to gap it from animals, and you know you kind of fight or flight. Mm. But we get into that situation for you know long periods at a time, and it does basically deplete your body and your mind and your soul. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. Of, of all its energy and and really, you know, it has some pretty major effects and we totally. don't need to get into that today and talk about that. Yeah. And I guess I got two things today that I think are massively important. One is to talk about this stuff. Yeah. To know that it is real and that if you're feeling like this, it's okay, it's pretty normal. Mm. Uh so that's number one, you're not you're not super special. You are, but you're not. <laughs> uh and also, you know, what's some things we can do about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah which is which is important. And I just want to say at the start of this episode like mental health problems and challenges are very real i've suffered from anxiety most of my adult life i kind of like a high functioning uh anxious person yeah um so and you know in our membership we've worked with thousands of business owners and this is a problem for a lot of people yeah for sure for sure it's, it's definitely um definitely pretty widespread and i think everybody will experience this to some level or another at some stage or another uh, and you know, it affects everybody very differently. But I think nobody can can do it for a sustained period of time. Don't care who you are, yeah, Superman. Y- yeah, still, still has to go back to his fortress of solitude sometimes. That, right? That's right. And and some of us are more resilient than others and can take more than others. That's fine. Uh, and sometimes you will be suffering from a, a mental illness, which you need you know professional help for. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of stuff we'll talk about today will help with that, but sometimes you need a bit more than that. So, mm. you know, if you're really struggling massively and it's all falling to bits, you know, reach out and get some help from a professional as well. Yeah, don't wait. You know, yeah. Just get right in there. Get get into it. Uh, and, and maybe that's doctor or counsellor or psychologist or whatever it is, mm. uh, maybe a bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, but what we'll talk about today I think will be, you know, ha- helpful as well. Yeah, well, at least there's a starting point yep. um, and definitely just some practical stuff that you can use day to day. So, yep. look, I'm sure you have a story to kick us off. Uh, I do, I do. And yep. and this is a, a true story. Mm. Um, and we recently spoke with a couple, Heath and Janet, who um, were, were joining uh, in a million dollar trading program. And, you know, literally, Heath was in tears. Uh, and this doesn't happen often. When we talk to people, we try not to make them cry. Uh, <laughs> occasionally, it's necessary, um, but it doesn't happen often because I said, you know, it's like a blokey industry. But the thing is, you know, most blokes won't cry in front of other blokes, but actually, a lot of bro- blokes are crying on the inside. Yeah, yeah, uh, 100%. and that's you know really important to acknowledge. Mm. Uh, so they're really struggling on the inside, frustrated, yeah. angry, broken, whatever. Mm. Uh, so. And and here's some of the things that Heath was talking about when he when he was when he broke down. He was talking about how he was exhausted, but he couldn't sleep properly. Mm. You know, he'd go to sleep, but he'd wake up at two or three in the morning and, and just couldn't go back to sleep. And he'd lie awake for hours and then start going back to sleep. You know, like half past five, six o'clock, which is like 
a terrible time to go back to sleep because you yeah. know you have to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was angry a lot of the time. Mm. And it was just small things would set him off. You know, even even with the kids, which he said, you know, sort of really cut him on the inside because he, he knew it, cause it wasn't their fault, but he was just like, you know, stretched too, too tight. Yeah. Uh, and thinking about work all the time, even when he was not at work. Mm. So just couldn't put things down. And just not enjoying things in life anymore. Like, things were just kind of grey. It was just like, you know. Ho-hum. Ho-hum, just stumbling along. And, you know, his words were like, I feel like I'm losing it and it worries me about my ability to keep keep going. Like, can I actually keep going? Mm. Uh, And, you know, my response was, hey, man, like, you're not alone here. There's a lot of people who feel like this to a, you know, to a different degree. And and maybe if you're listening, you know, you've had some of these things or maybe some different things. Mm. It's actually pretty normal. Uh, and a lot of business owners feel this, you know, at least part of the time. Yeah. Uh, but it's it doesn't have to be this way, and it, it's not supposed to be this way. Yeah. I mean, you can't get out of running a business without some stress and some anxiety. That's part of it. Mm. Uh, anything good involves some kind of stress. A little bit of stress is good, but it yeah. doesn't have to be, you know, completely uh, out of control and so that you just feel like you're not coping. That's not right. If you like that, it's time to do some stuff about it. Well, it's when it turns chronic, right? Like when chronic, it's yep. when it's when it's just unrelenting and it's constant and it's you know for a long period of time, um, that that's when you got a problem. Like like stress for short periods of time, we're designed for it. In fact, we perform better with it. Mm. Um, you know, if you put yourself in a little bit of stress, you're outside your comfort zone. It's like Ray Kroc said, when you're green, you're growing. Uh, so in this case, like it is good to to be outside your comfort zone sometimes and, and feel out of your depth and maybe a bit stressed as a result. It can really actually level up your performance, but. Like humans are not designed to take that on long term. You think about running from that saber toothed tiger. I mean, look in this case, like that that whole stress system. I mean, you either get away because you've never run faster in your life. Thank you, stress. You saved my life. I mean, or you get caught and you die. But either way, like it's a it's a short term thing. You know, you're not you're not running from that tiger for months uh, without sleep. You know, it's not a that's not a thing. And I think like one thing that jumped out at me from Heath's story was um, I think this might be something that. You know, people out there may relate to. You know, a lot of the time, you think, "Oh, well, you know, I'm struggling to sleep." Might be a stress thing, uh, and often they say, "Yeah, but you know, I, I'm not having any trouble going to sleep." Uh, and I think that for me is quite a tell, where you know you're not actually having trouble going to sleep. That's fine, and that's because you're exhausted. So you know, head hits the hay and you're out, and that's fine. It's not even a drama, but it's that whole thing of then you wake up a couple of hours later where basically your body broke down to the point where it had to sleep, it let you get just enough to survive and then woke you back up with all your problems. Yeah, well, your brain woke you up. Yeah, brain with woke your you problems. up. You yeah. know? So, so I think that's the thing is for me, that's telltale. Like if you're going to sleep easily, even though you're stressed, but you're waking up, you know, middle of the night and thinking about it rest of the night and you can't get back to sleep, uh, it's, you know, it's probably time to, to start thinking about where you're at. Yeah. And, and, the the you know the example of of running from the animal in the caveman days is really important because that's a sprint. Yeah. Now you're sprinting, mm. uh, and stress helps you sprint. But a yeah. sprint is designed for the short term. Now, for most business owners, their life is a series of sprints back to back with no rest, yeah. which is trying to run a marathon at sprint pace. Yeah. And that's why doable. that's why you get absolutely smashed. Yeah, exactly. It's just not the way we're designed to work. That's it. You can't keep up with it. And I mean, look, if you do let stress get on top of you, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff which is not going to go the way you want, right? Yeah, 100%. I think the first thing is that you find that your business and your life are just not fun. Yeah. And if there's no fun in it, you probably need to stand back and, you know, reassess. Yeah. So that's that's important. Uh, this is really important. You actually make bad decisions. Yeah. 
you know, when you're un- under the pump and you're in that fight or flight response and stressed out, the limbic brain, which is like the, the animal brain, is what's working. And there's been studies done on this, like physiological studies that show when you're in that state, a lot of the energy is going to your big muscles mm. and your brain doesn't actually work properly. Literally, you're a dumber version of yourself. And yeah. you make very short-term decisions and sometimes you go back and look at them and you're like, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, and that perpetuates the cycle of stress because you make a bad decision which puts you under more stress later on. Yeah, totally. I think your family definitely suffers, so you just don't have the resources to, to be present with your kids or your partner. Uh, so that's important. Your health suffers. Uh, and, you know, things like uh, blood pressure, uh, even, you know, obesity, all that sort of stuff, actually a lot of that comes from stress because you make poor decisions about eating, eat on the fly, you don't exercise. If your body's under pressure all the time, it does, you know, does some stuff to your heart, which is not cool. Yeah. Uh, and your business, business suffers as well because you get in that vicious cycle of just trying to keep the wolf from the door. I, I like that you said the vicious cycle because actually when I'm looking at this, uh, a lot of the points that, you know, we just spoke about, um, they actually all kind of lead to each other as well, right? Like, you know, you, you're making the bad decisions because you're not really mentally at your best. Um, you know, life isn't much fun uh, at home or in business because you're just stressed out. And as a result, your family suffers because, you know, you're just completely intentional. I mean, we've all done it, right? You had a bad day. You came home and yelled at the kids. You didn't want to. Uh, it's not your normal personality, but it happened. You just snapped because there was just nothing left in the tank. Uh, your health is suffering because of all of that. And then, you know, your business is suffering because of all that. But these are all actually very interlinked. And doesn't matter which one happens first, you know, if you don't break this cycle, they tend to all happen. It's very hard to avoid all of them, not just one or two. This is huge. And, and here's a little like uh, little secret that people really don't understand. A lot of relationship problems come from stress. You know, oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not as into my partner as I was. You know, I'm not like as attracted to them. Often you're just stressed. Yeah, yeah. And, and then your brain starts playing tricks with you. Yeah, that's right. That's often stress. You're just like just surviving. Yeah. Uh, so that's – and that happens a lot. If you take the stress away, you're like, oh, actually – Actually, life's pretty good. There's a lot yeah, of good uh, stuff yeah, here. Yeah, like <laughs> this is this is not so bad after all. Yeah, So 100%. the stress is the problem, often not the relationships. That's right. And, look, I want to just bring us back to one, one more thing there when we're talking about things that can go wrong, which is, you know, saying business and life aren't much fun. Um, like, I just want to make the point very clear. Business should be fun, right? Like, it really should be fun. There's so much to enjoy, um, and so I think if you're not enjoying it, and I'm not saying it's fun all the time. No, I mean, well, nothing's fun all the yeah, time. Yeah, and that's not realistic for it to no. be perfect. And if it was perfect all the time, it, then it actually wouldn't be fun because it would just be boring. That's right. Uh, so, I mean, like, the ups and downs are actually part of what makes it fun because the trials, uh, you know, are difficult, but when you overcome them, you get the, you know, the satisfaction and the joy of, wow, look what I've just overcome. Yep. Um, and so I think if you're not feeling that, for me, that's a warning sign because this is one of the ones that that tends to come first is when it feels like Groundhog Day at work, uh, then this is kind of like the start of the slippery slope for yep. me. Yeah. Um, not for everybody, but for me, that's that's a big yep. trigger. And and I think something else that you're sort of hinting at there is once you get in this cycle, the trouble for most of us in the cycle, we're in it and we can't see it. We can't yeah. see it from the outside and so we seem to yeah. think that this is somehow normal and somehow the way it has to be and somehow there's some badge of honour of just pushing on yeah. and just smashing it out. Yeah. Uh, and don't get me wrong, sometimes you have to grind it out. I mean, yeah. part of success is being conscientious and just grinding it out sometimes and doing the stuff other people won't do. But yeah. it shouldn't be like that all the time. That's it. Uh, and so today, you know, what I'd love if you're listening and you're identifying with some of this is to actually say, well, yeah, actually... I, 
this probably is an issue for me and I probably should do something about this. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's that's a you know, big part of what, what, what I hope you get from listening. Yeah, well, look, I mean, we celebrate resilience in people and it's a definitely a good thing. You want to be as resilient as you can, but there is a point where anybody's resilience is worn down. 100%. Uh, and, it's, and it's time to look at breaking the cycle you're in. So on the other hand, look, we can get this right and we can get some huge benefits. So, yeah. I mean, like, what could we look at there? Yeah, I think if you're really aware of, of the stress and challenges and you, you start to plan for it, and build yourself up for it, you can be much more resilient yeah. to stress and challenges, and you can definitely build your resilience. Yeah. I think you provide much better leadership for your team and your and your family as well because they're all stressed as well, so they need you to show them the way to deal with the stress they have. 100%. And as a business owner, we've already talked about this on several podcasts, yeah. you are a leader, not only in your business, you're often a leader in your family, in your community. Yeah. You're the kind of person who makes stuff happen. You're the entrepreneur, yeah. uh, the go-to person. Yep. And people look to you for, for leadership. So I think that's important. 100%. You make better decisions. Yeah. Uh, and so instead of a vicious circle, things start to go right. And, and your business will, will prosper and thank you for it if you can get yourself in the right state, the right energy. That's it. Get out of that kind of cloudy, overwhelmed, anxious uh, spot. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, a lot of good stuff to be gained. Uh, and I think, yeah, we want to build that resiliency as much as possible and then uh, – put our actions in place for when we know we're running low. 100%. And so, that, that's, uh, yeah, I think that's what we need to dig into. Yeah, so let's do it. So what can we do about this? So the first thing is, uh, you know, recognise that's where you are, that's where you've landed. Mm. And hopefully if you identify with some of the things we've been sharing so far, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, look, uh, that's where I'm at. And yep. so if, if, it, if it has, if you have identified with that, I, I want you to take a step back and like, gee, I need to do something here. Yeah. What sort of things you can do? Well, I guess... We've talked about it, but this sort of is about mental health and well-being, and there's sort of a continuum for this. You know, there's like one end where you're completely chilled out, you're so relaxed, you're kind of falling over, yep. and at the other end, you're completely broken, and, and you know, you've had a breakdown, and you need to basically get into hospital to, to, yeah. to reboot. And so if you're right up that, that acute end, you know, you're going to need some specialised help uh, for sure, but for most people, they're somewhere in the middle here, and it's kind of this grey kind of boring place it's not yeah. much fun and on one side you kind of have your resiliency and then yeah. there's usually a tipping point where you tip over into the shields are down yep. and, uh, and yeah, you're in right. trouble yeah, yeah, that's uh, done. I just want to make a quick point here Tony um, just was something that you talked about which was you know identifying when you're at that spot and I think you know as we've already kind of mentioned it can be really really hard to identify yourself and I think something guys if you think that you know anyone listening yep. honestly if you're prone to this or you know that you've been in that spot before something I think is really good is uh, get yourself a, like a partner, like an accountability partner. And look with this, probably not your spouse, honestly, um, but someone that you trust who can call you out when they see it happening. Uh, and especially if they know you quite well and they know your triggers. Like, I don't know if I don't know about you, Tony, but I find like you're super helpful for that for me. And I try to do the same for you where it's like, if I can see, you know, that things are getting difficult or I can see it's mounting up on you and you're not really yourself, like I'll tell you, hey, bro, you need to look out for this because you're not being yourself right now. Well, that, And that, you do the same and that's super helpful, right? That makes me laugh because uh, I think you did this for me yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Because I was being a bit of a dick. A yeah, but negative. that's the whole point, right? Is like is if you've got someone there who knows you well enough that they know your triggers, then they can see you slipping before you know you're slipping. 
and then you call each other out and you just kind of have each other's back because it's really hard to see for the wood for the trees when you're lost in the forest. 100%. You know? 100%. So. Yeah, I appreciated that yesterday, even if I was a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit testy at the time. Well, mate, I appreciate it right back. That's the whole thing, right? It's yeah. like, you know, if we watch each other's back on this, then we, we're a lot safer as a group. 100%. Right? 100%. Yeah. So two things really influence your stress, anxiety, overwhelm levels, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of put it all in the same box. One is the demands from the environment, which is basically the stuff you need to get through. You know, what do you have to get through? What's putting pressure on you? Mm. So that's one thing. And and the second part is your ability to cope. Yeah. And that differs for different people. So, I mean, different people have different things they've got to get through. And Mm. we're not all the same in terms of our ability to cope. Some people are, you know, they're amazingly resilient. And some of us, not quite so much. And that's, that's all good. It's not a value judgment. It's just, what it is some yeah. of us can run faster than others yep um some of us have had different upbringings whatever learned different you know ways to cope totally so the demands from the environment you know that's uh how do we manage what we need to do yeah uh, and may- maybe we should dig into that but what, what are yeah, some things that you think we could you know would be helpful for people here to, to look at well heaps i think like for me there's a there's a bunch of stuff but just quick note is that different stuff will work differently for different people, 100%. right? So you got to figure out of these types of things, which ones are more you. Um, so I think from the environment, like definitely a couple of things like identifying bottlenecks, like there'll be, there'll be stresses on your time and stresses on what you're doing at work. And often it's not a, how do I get through this? It's a, who do I have to get to help me get through this? So Dan Sullivan with his who not how is, is pretty helpful here. Um, you know, other things, there'll be stuff that you can just stop doing. You can delegate outcomes, you can rework your time as far as your own default calendar. Uh, you know, lots of stuff that you can do. Um, you know, saying no, I think is huge. Like really, like if you know that you're overwhelmed, there's lots going on as far as your environment. Um, I guarantee that you can just say no a little bit more. Uh, whereas I find that that's something that's really hard to do when you're under the pump because you don't have the presence of mind to actually prioritize and, and figure out what to say no to. And you just want to be Superman and bash through this. So you actually start taking on more and you compound the problem. Yeah, you, um, you basically get kind of crazy and go sort of into hypermania and try and do more and more and more, which is when you are feeling a bit like hyper and out of control in that way, and that's a good sign you're out of control as well. Yeah. Uh, funny that. Yeah. If you're well. out of control, you're out of control. But, you know, you get the idea, right? Totally. Well, what we want to do is actually reduce the demands yeah. uh, from the environment. Yeah, and let's be honest, uh, the eighty twenty rule is an amazing thing. And often, you know, eighty percent of the stuff you're doing is not adding that much value. There's there's the twenty percent that really counts. And so it's identifying it. and prioritizing the stuff that's really really super important. Yeah, uh, like you said, a stop doing list. What are the things I can just stop doing? It might be stop doing the lawns at home. Yeah, or, or whatever. And uh, it might be a temporary stop as well. Yeah, 100%. you know, like just while I'm getting through this period. I might have to temporarily stop doing this. Like, honestly, think about the lawns. Man, if they become chest height, you can still cut them away one day, you know? But if that saves you enough time to just get some bloody chill time, like, man, it's, it's actually worth it. Some stuff, like, you can just kind of put off. Yep. And often often it's about figuring out who you need to hire. Yeah. Uh, often this is a, a capacity problem. So as business owners, we're really good at whipping ourselves, saying, oh, well, I, I should just work harder and I should get more productive. Mm. But there's a limit to that. And totally. true productivity comes from actually getting other people to do stuff for you. Uh, so, you know, who, who do I need to hire to actually take some pressure off? Yeah, uh, totally. And, and here's the thing. Even when you make the decision to hire and you start putting the ads out there, you autom- you feel better straight away. 
because you've yeah. actually done something to take control of the situation. That's it, you're taking so, action. So you're taking action. I, th- I think for me, though, the big thing is, like, when we look at the ability to cope stuff, like, what can I improve? Because, uh, obviously, we look at reducing and prioritising our time, but what also can we improve? Like, what can we make better for ourselves? Yeah, well, I'd love to jump into that. There's just one thing I wanted to oh, yeah, yeah. Go j- jump yeah. into first, just in terms of reducing the demands from the environment. Mm. Uh, Prioritisation is the key here, and it's difficult to do when you're under the pump. So yeah. uh, two things I want to talk about. You can prioritise the tasks that you've got to do. So you know you might prioritise doing pricing some work over operations because you know you need to get some stuff in the pipeline. So yeah. you can prioritise the whole task, but then you can look within the tasks as well. Yeah. yeah. So let's think about pricing work. Mm. You know, when, when you're under the pump, sometimes you've got this whole list of jobs that you need to price, and you just start working them from the top to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, okay, how about we prioritise what we want to price? What's the top 20% of stuff we can price that's going to make the biggest difference? Yeah. And the rest of it probably not going to matter so much. So prioritise the task, but then within the areas of the business, prioritise those sort of subtasks, yeah. uh, which will free up a lot of time and make sure you actually work on the stuff that really really counts. I think that's, um, that's huge. Mm. And I think you've touched on it. I just want to reiterate this. Yeah, say no. Learn to say no, uh, but it's not often no. It's f often not now. Yeah, that's a huge differentiation. Yeah. yeah. So not now. Yeah. One of the biggest challenges we face with with our members is they join us. They want to make a lot of changes to their pro to their to their business, mm. uh, and now they've got their business as usual to do, and they've got some business improvement projects to do as well. Mm. Well, sometimes you have to say not now for a couple of weeks to the business improvement project. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, just to get through, but as long as it's not that forever. Yeah. So saying no is important, but often it's just not now to give yourself the breathing space Yeah, uh, as well. And I think one last thing on that actually is when you think of the not now, sometimes the stuff to say not now to, you know, maybe there's stuff you can't say not now to at work, but I find what a lot of guys do is, and a lot of girls, you know, like they're at work, they're grinding away, they're working so hard all day long, and then they get home and it's kids' sport or it's gymnastics or it's swimming or it's, you know, dance recital or it's, you know, music lessons or whatever, and you're running around dropping people off, picking them up. Uh, you get home, you got to cook dinner, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I'm like, man, honestly, like sometimes the easiest stuff to put on hold is the stuff outside of work even. And I don't want you to put on hold anything that's going to boost your energy and make you feel better. But if it's going to stress you out, like that PTA meeting – man, don't go, like, one or two weeks, don't go, like, it's okay to say no to some of that stuff, or if you've got, you know, social engagements that you've got to go to, I don't know, for me, like, I'm running around to different people's uh, houses, we've got a lot of family, so we're visiting people, you know, all all weekend, every weekend, and sometimes you just say, hey, man, we need to have a chill weekend this weekend, um, so I think, yeah, look for stuff that you might be able to put off or say no to outside of work as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and it's often just for the short term, which is fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and allows you to just get back, uh, get your head back above water. So but it's harder to say no to, right? Because when you've got to tell your kids, hey, we're not going to swimming today uh, because dad is tapped out, um, you, le- you feel like you're letting them down. But it's like, man, they missed one swimming lesson. They won't even remember this. But if that's the thing that's going to just tip you over the edge, then... Like sometimes you actually have to look, you know, look out for yourself, or otherwise you go to swimming, you come home, and you're not your best dad or mum anyway. This is this is huge because business owners are doers, and often the people who are doing stuff in the community as well. Uh, that's just the way we're wired. Like yeah, we're you know 
We just do more than other people. Well, dude, I look at you. You're on the board of trustees at, at you know kids' school and stuff. And there's days when I've seen you have a really hard day, and then you got a board of trustees meeting, and I'm thinking, what's he doing? Don't go, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But for yeah, sure. back to what you were talking about. Like we've got the demands, got to reduce those, but our ability to cope. This is this is huge, huge, uh, huge. because um, you know we can get better at that. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's two parts to this. The first part is how do we build up our overall resilience to stress? Yeah. Which is like the long game. Yeah. And then the second part is what do we do when we're completely tanked yep. in, the, in the moment? What can we do to actually reset? Yeah, totally. So like the resilience part I think is huge. Like, you know, someone who's fit and has done a lot of training running can run for a lot longer than someone who hasn't. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's resilience. And there's a bunch of stuff that we can do then. Basically, this is like, this is not. This is like this is common like sense, healthy living. Look right? after yourself, one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but I think what I want to say here is, a lot of this stuff again is not like you know, there's stuff that you might want to make permanent, but there's other stuff here where it's like it may even just be a temporary change, and it's like when I'm under the pump, I might do this differently than when I do it normally. So, for example, like exercise, key, right? Absolutely key. Exercise is huge for um. You know, for feeling good and, and and for you know being your best self. The thing is, I go to the gym every day, but if I'm really really stressed, what I do at the gym is completely different. Um, instead of running around the streets, you know, <laughs> through the concrete jungle, uh, I might go out into the bush and actually run, try to run through a real jungle. Um, just change up that scenery and do it in a way that's actually more relaxing, more calming, and make it less about thrashing myself for the exercise and more about you know getting outside and and you know just getting my heart heart rate up yep. a little bit taking care of myself it's a yep. different type of thing 100 yeah. percent. so you know some things that you can do to build your resilience that you that you actually include into your daily routine are exercise uh you know stuff with uh with some you know some weight bearing stuff but also some stuff that gets your heart going and sweating is huge uh drinking water is massive. Often people are chronically dehydrated, which makes it difficult to to concentrate. And on that, I want to make sure that you understand water, water, not just drinking more of something. Like if you're drinking energy drinks or sugary drinks or anything like that, trying to stay hydrated, I mean, that's, that's, that's the opposite. It's an inflammatory thing. It's yep. going to make you feel worse. So drink lots of water, yep. even if you don't normally. Uh, having a great routine in the morning is huge. So looking at your goals, uh, planning your day out, having some positive affirmations. Having a sleep routine is enormously important. So yeah. having a set bedtime, you know, mm -hmm. the more sleep you can get before midnight, the better. Like this is just scientific facts. Yeah. Uh, so your wind down process for for sleep, you know, avoid food prior to going to bed. Have a dark room. No blue lights after eight thirty. Like put the phone, the tablets, all that stuff away. Uh, that makes a huge difference. Do yeah. some quiet stuff. Don't thrash yourself trying to work till half past nine at night because it, you know some people can go to sleep for, for with no troubles but most people will struggle with that mate do you know my favorite thing to do if i'm stressed before i sleep is actually to play a board game with my wife um yep. before bed a couple of reasons it means i'm not on my phone yeah means i'm not watching tv uh it's something social that i can do with her yeah it's a connection thing yep. for the two of us um and we have a laugh like yep. try playing a board game and not having a laugh you know that they're, they're always kind of funny even if it's because we're both getting a little competitive. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I need to say something there because uh, I know that you and I are very similar here. It's yeah. very relaxing. I mean, not, if not we're Monopoly, okay? If not we're Monopoly. winning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm banned from Monopoly altogether, guys. That's, that's just that, a fact. Right. But, uh, but hey, look, you know, play play a, play a board game, have a bit of fun together. And, you know, sometimes that, that laugh and that, 
they giggle. It's it's real good for it's you, massive. and you go to sleep just feeling a million bucks. Yep. Um, uh, other things to be resilient is uh, you look at your diet. Uh, if yep. you're eating a lot of processed foods, uh, fried foods, like it it creates inflammation in the body and that does stress you out. So that's you know, right. eat, eating well is important uh, and um, getting out in the sunlight, that sort of stuff's really Huge. important. So in, if you can into bake, nature. yeah, get into nature, yeah. bake some of that into your, into your week is going to help hugely. Yeah. And uh, then when you're under the pump, you know, when you really are stressed out, what are, what are some things that you find help? Like you talked about walking in nature. Yeah, so actually like it's, it's again, been very scientifically studied um, that nature is huge for boosting uh, all four of your happiness hormones. Um, there's actually one study where after hugging a tree for 10 minutes, uh, it actually is proven to boost serotonin, which like, I mean, that's crazy, right? But like, but like seriously, like actually getting out and, and into nature has a really big effect. And for me, I find seawater is, is huge. Like if I, you know, we live quite close to a beach and uh, if we get down there and get in the ocean, um, man, I just feel a million bucks afterwards. Whereas I might not prioritize that normally, but when I'm stressed, it's huge. Um, drink less alcohol, man. Honestly, like like generally, I mean, I, I love a good beer, but if uh, if I'm really stressed, just remember that the alcohol you're drinking is borrowing happiness from tomorrow. And yeah. so if you're already low on happiness, stop stop going into debt. Uh, I think that's huge. Uh, limit caffeine, you know, because then you start running on caffeine, and the problem with that is that the energy goes, and then you're lower than you started. 100%. Um, and honestly, the big thing for me, like get, get out and just like nurture your brain. So learn something. I think I, one of the things I find huge for me is um, is learning. So if I'm really tapped out, uh, what I need is a change of perspective. Mm. And I get that from often jumping on YouTube and listening to some motivational uh, talks. Like uh, a lot of you listening would have heard of Tony Robbins, for example. You mm. watch a 10 or 15 minute clip of his and it changes the way you feel because it resets your your parameters, like your expectations, which is amazing. Good music can be good. Uh, I, I find um, you know going for a, a run that makes me sweat is amazing for breaking uh, funk. Mm. Walking is incredible. Mm. Uh, I often go for walks during the day. Uh, yeah. We have a river here near our office. Just walk along there for half an hour. It's yeah. amazing how the dust settles. Yeah. Uh, talking to someone for me is huge. My wife knows that I can get in a funk and she makes me talk about stuff. And I can tell you, at the start... I really don't want to, <laughs> but she persists, and it yeah. makes me, you know, it gets me out of my own head. Yeah, uh, which is which is huge. So that's like having you someone on your team, and and you know, Phil does that for me uh, as well here. Uh, but there's definitely stuff you can do, and yeah. you need to have a few go-to things. And I reckon what we've done a training on this for our members is basically create an emergency manual with three or four things written down that you have stuck beside your computer or maybe uh, in your wardrobe where you see them, even in the van or the, or the truck, where you see them and you're like, oh, those are the few things I can do if I feel funky. Yeah, 100%. And I just want to make really clear, guys, if anyone here is struggling with any of this stuff, uh, one of the biggest things I've found overall, hands down, is uh, practicing gratitude. Like That has been an absolute game changer for me. Awkward at the start. Uh, a little bit weird, but it's the consistency of practicing gratitude that really, um, I just find it rewires your entire brain. Uh, and if you really want a good deep dive into this, I think hands down the best book I've ever read on this topic is The Resilience Project by Hugh Van Kylenberg. Yeah. If you haven't read that and you have any of these kinds of feelings, you need to read that book. And do it on Audible because it's narr narrated by him. 
and he tells his own stories really from the heart and I just think like yeah that that book will change your life and if you do that that practice of gratitude that he recommends um that, that's absolute a game yeah, killer thing and, and uh, we do that with our kids every night you know what are you grateful for today and funnily yeah. enough last night because I was feeling a bit funky as you know yeah um not you know we weren't yeah, together yeah. last night but that's fine yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> is uh Bronwyn said to me what are three things you're grateful for when we're lying in bed mm. you know going to sleep and gratefulness you cannot be like gratefulness is the antidote to stress. It's yep. a different, like it changes the emotional state. 100%. Uh, and it changes your perspective. So that, that's a killer. Yeah. And when you're doing this every day, it rewires your brain so that you start noticing those moments you're grateful for in the moment and experiencing them in the, yep. in the moment, which is something I actually never really tapped into until um, yeah, until I read that book. It's, and changed, here's, the thing, life, here's the thing, right? Everyone who's listening to this is better off than like 90% of people in the world already. That's and right, I don't yeah. mean that our problems are insignificant because everyone's problems are important to them and we yeah. should acknowledge that. But we're all in the position where we've got businesses, we're doing stuff. Mm. Most of us are not figuring out what we're going to have to eat, how we're going to eat tonight. Yeah, And so we all have a lot to be really grateful for. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, should we land this plane? Let's do it. Yeah. So stress and overwhelm, are huge issues for business owners uh, in the trades and service-based uh, businesses. And if you don't have a strategy to deal with the stress, it can literally eat your head off. Yeah. So important thing to do is, is to fit your own oxygen mask first and put things in place so you can turn up as your best self. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. And it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, Join my free Facebook group at ProfitableTradie.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Tradie in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at ProfitableTradie.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.